Testing, testing, testes, testes. <laughs> well, I can hear two, you. It's just the volume. Three? I'll just turn my this? volume up. It's fine. Okay. I just want to make sure people can hear me because that's the important thing. All right. Talk now. All right. Testes, testes. Ah, that's One, better. two, three. Yeah. Volume up. Check. Done. Okay. Intro. Welcome to the 80s and 90s Uncensored, the podcast about the 80s and 90s for people who care about that crap. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking about train spotting. Yes, train spotting retrospective. So February 23rd, 1996, 25 euros ago today, because we will pretend that we're actually recording this on February 23rd, even though we are not, in fact, recording this on February 23rd. We're recording it. Yeah. But we'll pretend. They don't know. They don't. Through, Through modern technology of us being the only two people that know when we actually recorded this. Podcasting magic. It's amazing. So what's cool about this is, so I love this film, and but you had never seen this film. No. And you know what? I never even really knew about it. I, I, I might've heard of it, but I, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, 96, I was, you know, trying to get my diploma and get into the Navy. I wasn't really paying attention to things. So I didn't really know about this movie. I didn't know what it was about. And I think you were kind of excited about that. Like, hey, Jamie didn't even know anything about it. So before I watched it, I didn't even read up or anything. I just rented it. I watched it cold. That's awesome. I think that I should have probably read up on it, though, because <laughs> I was not prepared for that. I was not prepared for that. Uh, I probably should have at least read a synopsis or something because I was like, oh, OK, we're doing this. Yeah, that's well, a whole experience, though. That's a whole experience. Well, this is a total 90s film, though. I mean, it's got it's dark, but it's got some humor to it. It's a dialogue that you can't really understand. It's got a fantastic. You remember when movies had great soundtracks? I mean, yeah. Talk about a soundtrack. Well, it had that 90s. It had a a number of components of a 90s movie. It was kind of hip, right? Uh, It was it was kind of cool and edgy, but in a good way, not in like today's terms. It had it had very witty like dialogue. What of it you could understand? Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) But it, and it's almost like, um, you know, in the 90s, they had just often had the, the, some of these movies just had really witty dialogue. And it's almost to the point where you don't think real people would actually talk that way, especially the kind of people that are in this movie. The characters that are in this movie will, probably wouldn't talk this way. They wouldn't be that witty. Uh, but it is very witty. Um, and it's it's. It's also pretty amusing. It's kind of the, the soundtrack is cool that it's very cool, but here's the thing. I, I, and it's funny too. There's a lot of funny stuff in the, in it, but I felt bad about being amused. You know, I, I was amused with the hipness and the dialogue and the, and the funny parts and, and the things like that, because that's some dark stuff, dude. Yeah. That's some dark stuff. Like I, I like, I, I'll tell you, I like the movie too. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I liked it because I, I was, I was unsettled at the end of it. I was unsettled and there's not, I'm, I got a hard skin, you know, a hard shell, a tough skin, but this movie unsettled me. I was unsettled. Um, 
And that's why I felt kind of bad at the point, like at the points I was amused by it. I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I shouldn't be feeling like amused or liking this because it was like, it was dark stuff. That's why I think this film works though. And that's why I also think it stands the test of time because basketball diaries came out around the same time. I think basketball diaries came out first. It also deals with like drugs and heroin and that kind of stuff, but it's just dark. And so you don't want, you don't really have any interest in watching it again. Whereas this yeah. one, you can watch it again and still appreciate it because it does have those moments of levity that, that kind of break you, bring you out of the darkness, you know? Yeah. And it's almost like it, 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 it has to have that almost because if it didn't, it would not be watchable. Like it'd be too much mm-hmm. if it. And, and I, I think later after I watched, I read the director said he, he wanted to, Cause he was getting a little criticism for showing that they were having fun sometimes. Um, and he's like, well, I have to kind of show that too, because in their minds, heroin's loads of fun. Yeah. That's why they do it. It makes them feel good. Yeah. And, and even the special effects were kind of cool because uh, I don't know, it maybe brought you into the heroin addict world a little bit. Like when he's going to the toilet to get his pills, like that's how <laughs> that's how hard up he is. And you're like, Oh, I'm not going to be able to watch this. And then suddenly it has this special effect where he like goes into the toilet and he's swimming in water. And you're like, Oh, this, this is kind of nice. Yeah. But yeah. Thank you for that because I know what he's doing and it's horrible. (laughs) Or even when he like, he gets on heroin and he sinks into the ground where they have that effect where he, he kind of the red oh in the floor, carpet yeah in the carpet and he sinks and, and he can kind of see things that are happening uh but you can you you can kind of feel that and then the the most disturbing one where he's like going through withdrawals with the ceiling baby and the mm-hmm. guy that he got hooked you know he used to be clean and now he's hooked and all this crazy stuff's happening and you're like geez that's horrible so it's interesting, the subtle use of special effects to either like save you from the horribleness or bring you into the horribleness. It's a trip, dude. It's a trip. What's great about those special effects too is how they, because he his, the budget was very small for this film. I think it was like maybe 1.5 million, which to us sounds like a lot of money, but in movie standards is yes. nothing. Mm-hmm. And not even that, almost half of that budget was just spent on rights to a lot of the music. So mm-hmm. even less was really spent on making the film. But yeah, like that floor scene, it was simply they created a separation and they had a lift underneath the rug. So they put him on that rug and just lowered the lift to get it to go down. And then, you know, shooting his point of view with the stuff on the side and uh, just all these little things that they did at the, uh, the the bathroom scene, which is just such a fantastic, memorable scene. But apparently it's mostly it's just chocolate. And so on the day they're like, ah, it smells kind of nice. And you're actually shooting. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh it's such See, a, that's why I wish I would have read film. up a little bit beforehand that I could have been like, ah, oh, it's just chocolate. It's cool. It's cool because that's no, but rough. No, that's good that you <laughs> didn't, though. I think it actually probably made a, a better experience for you to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I was, yeah, I was disturbed, man. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, maybe my son should watch this. I Give won't it a couple show of years, it to him. maybe. Yeah. But here's the thing like remember back in the day we got those lame psas like grandma mm. nancy reagan and peewee herman and ninja turtles yeah. hey drugs are bad don't like, do okay, drugs whatever. hey that, that's totally not cool that's stupid you don't be stupid do you but if you show if you if you show this in high school and be like check this out 
they might be kind of a little bit scarred because that's pretty disturbing, a disturbing movie. But I'll tell you what, if someone comes to you and says, hey, you want to try heroin? They'll think about that movie and go, I'm going to think twice or three times about that because I watch train spotting. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a that's an effective PSA because <laughs> that brought me into the world of like addicts and and child neglect and just, yeah, I'm going to stay away from that. I'm going to vape. I mean, that's as, <laughs> that's as far as I'm going to go. And apparently a lot of, a lot of it's pretty accurate too, about stuff that people will do to get money for drugs at that scene. I, I read that on, I think this was on like, you know, IMDb or on trivia, it, that scene where they go into the old folks home and steal the TV to get drug money. Apparently that really happened. Oh, so I, I think, I think the director said that, or maybe it was the writer that there was a story of like some druggies that actually went in and did that. Wow. Yeah. No, it really brings you into that world. Um, it's a world you don't want to be in. It does not, which is why it's look a pleasant kind of a good all. movie because that that's a world, that's a world that it exists, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it be kind of economically depressed part of Glasgow or just down the street in the Seattle, like this, there, these worlds exist, man. And this this movie really brought this film really brought you into that world, whether you like it or not. It's part of the world you live in. Um, but it did have the amusing parts and things like that to at least make it watchable. And the soundtrack was awesome. So it was kind of it did kind of have that hip factor. It did have that kind of cool factor with the uh, with the dialogue and the, and the soundtrack to kind of make it, you know, something that you don't just turn off right away. I have the CD. Oh, that's rad. And that's a good soundtrack. Yeah, it's but yeah, in, it's I, was, it's in my, I wasn't uh, ready for that. Box of CDs that are in storage. and So it's not on a cassette? Nope, nope. Compact Post disc, because we've established <laughs> yeah. CDs are better. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you uh, you suggested this because it's, 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 it's a film that I hadn't seen that I probably should have, that I didn't know much about. And because you said, hey, I'm excited about you not even knowing much about it, I, I didn't even... That's great. Read up or anything. So I could, I could kind of like experience it for the first time. Like it's 1996. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and I wonder like people who back in 1996, who, who might not have known like how heavy this movie is um, when they went to see it, like, did it go out in theaters? It did. Although I'm, if I remember correctly, I saw it on VHS tape. Well, I, so I wonder back then when it came out it, and if you didn't know about it, like I didn't, but mm-hmm. it first came out. Like how, how, like it must've caused quite a little bit of controversy. I would think. I would imagine it did. It must have, it made bank though. So uh, on the 1.5 million budget, it made like 200 million or something like that. I mean, the amount of money that the film made in return was just massive. Oh, score. Yeah. You wouldn't think, but it just had that right balance of everything to where it, people watched the movie and made a bunch of money. Well, it's a good, it's a good movie. I liked it and it's disturbing and I felt unsettled and they're, they're just, like I said, there are few movies that can unsettle me. So when one does and they, and it like, you can watch some movies that are supposed to unsettle you, but they kind of don't. You're like, yeah, you're trying too hard to be dark or you're just gratuitous. I see what you're doing. I don't buy it. But this one, I, I was like, yeah, that's, I, I feel I feel unsettled now after I watched it. I'm like, that's that's a good feeling. That means the movie did its job. And I'm I don't want to do heroin at all. <laughs> like I was thinking about it before. I was like, man, hmm. But now I'm like, I don't think so. 
seemed like a good idea, but uh, now that I've seen this movie, the idea of sticking a needle in my arm. Well, of... yeah, and it even dealt with the, like the AIDS pandemic because of the needles and stuff. That whole child scene. Ugh, that yeah, was the rough. baby stuff. Yeah. What, uh, what's cool, too, about it, though, is how the special effects stand the test time. So since they were all practical special effects and not CGI in any way, you can still watch it 25 years later and still enjoy it to where some films, if they relied on CGI, would look just terrible updated, you know, watch now. So I yeah, like no. films like that, that you can watch years later and still enjoy them. Totally. Now, I don't know if I'd watch this again. It's like <laughs> one of those good movies that you, that you like and you appreciate, and that will be the only time that you watch it. That's probably this movie for me. I don't see myself like rewatching. Like I do a lot of the dumb Pauly Shore movies or something, right? <laughs> it's like, hey, let's, hey, Saturday night. It's only been like two weeks since we watched Train Spotting. Let's hook it up. Yeah, Saturday night, get some pizza. Got a nice Train spotting. film for you to watch. Well, it's got a happy yeah. ending, mostly. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, you know, another theme that I, I think maybe is has missed a little bit is, uh, this guy, he just has shitty friends, right? I mean, you think they're your friends, but really you just all have like the same habits or you can tolerate each other's habits or whatever. Or maybe they're just the only people in town and they're just really crappy friends. Um, I think everybody's had kind of the, uh, you know, a time in their life when they just had a little group of crappy friends, right? You're yeah, like, definitely. I think I'm just going to take this bag and run because you guys are horrible. Uh, I think everybody's probably had that some at some point in their yeah. life. Uh, so that that was interesting to me too. The whole the whole thing where uh, maybe it's an overlooked theme of are are people that you call your mates as they say are they really your mates? Do they really treat you like mates? I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you should consider that. So that was an interesting theme. Yeah, I like that too because. I've certainly had friends like that. And you're like, you know what? You're kind of a shitty friend anyways. And, mm -hmm. and if only there was a bag of money I could have grabbed on my way out the door kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but there wasn't. Have you ever seen the movie Requiem for a Dream or heard of it? I've, I've heard of it. I think it's another one of the, these kind of movies. Very dark, where I, drug addict film. Yeah. And, and I, I, a lot of heroin. Yeah, and I, I might watch that one too. I, I, I maybe I just didn't watch any of these because I don't know. Well, I was I was a theater student, so as a film nerd, theater student who <sighs> you know we got to watch all these art house films to get our uh, hipster cred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the thing is, I can rewatch Train Spotting. I've actually seen it multiple times, but I Requiem from a Dream. I can't watch more than once. I've watched it once, and it is so. There's no comical moments in that film it is just mm. dark followed up by more darkness followed up by downer but it is also a brilliant film about heroin use yeah i, I mean I, i'll probably hit that one up too i'm gonna take a little break because you should yeah and it came out in these... 2000 so we can't really discuss it on this ah, podcast so it's yeah too late if oh, one year earlier late. one, one year, year earlier we would have been good yeah yeah it it, it, it I think something about these kind of dark, gritty 90s movies is that they were appropriately dark and gritty and dirty. And like one of my favorite movies is Fight Club. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's got that same kind of dark, gritty. But but here's the thing. The Chuck themes Palinac are dark. From your neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but the th- and there are other movies like this in the 90s, and that was kind of a style. But I think it was justified, right? Because they're dealing with some really heavy themes and they're not afraid to deal with the heavy themes. And if you're not afraid to deal with those really dark, heavy themes, then you can go ahead and make your movie dark because you're not, you're, you're going to go for it. You're going to, if train spotting is going to say, look, we're going to explore addiction. Uh, we're going to explore child neglect. We're going to explore like all these bad things. So we can have a little bit of grit and we can have some, you know, doo doo in our, in our film. Because we're exploring, we're, we have the guts to explore that stuff. So you you can be that way. Now, Fight Club's kind of the same way. Hey, we're exploring, you know, post-consumerist masculinity and all of these kind of, you know, things. So we're going to get a little dark and gritty with it. That's what I liked about dark, gritty 90s movies is they, they, they earn their dark, gritty creds. Whereas today, it's like, it doesn't matter what their theme is. We're just going to make it dark and gritty and dirty and oh yeah edgy oh what's your oh yeah what's it about oh it's a barney remake oh yeah <laughs> right like you didn't earn that star trek you didn't earn that what, what's your what's your theme oh our themes are like exploring the universe man utopian future uh okay well you didn't earn you didn't earn your dark gritty creds like they did in the 90s you didn't earn that you can't just make something dark and gritty and then say, oh, it's dark and gritty without any dark and gritty themes. You didn't earn that. This movie earned it, right? And it still happened to have some, some kind of fun in it too, which is surprising to me that, it, that I was actually found myself amused at some points. Like, that's yeah, hard to pull off. Well, and for me, it also about just a filmmaking standpoint that it's you know, dialogue, well-written dialogue. Yeah, you wouldn't necessarily speak like that in real life, but you know, it's a movie. So of course you're not going to, but with this one, it, yeah, it's, it's good dialogue. It's witty dialogue. It's intelligent dialogue. <laughs> Somebody trying to come in the room there. And same thing with other like nineties, you know, early Tarantino stuff or Kevin Smith or, you know, that kind of, you know, nice, well-written films and, and shot as well. You, you know, there was no extreme close-ups where like the shot is just the person's eyeballs through most of the film. And then another shot of another person's eyeballs and everything behind is out of focus. And, and, and you know, we're doing all these angles and everything's you dark and close up and gritty and quick cuts. And it's just, yeah, you know, it's like they're trying too hard. They are. That's the thing. And it's like, let, let the acting, the great acting carry the film with great dialogue and use the camera and cinematography to enhance that, to continue to tell the story. Don't make the whole thing about the cinematography, which is what Mm -hmm. so many films are now. It's how dark can we make like uh, game of Thrones? Uh, Did you watch game of Thrones? Oh, I watched, I watched some of it. Like, yeah, Yeah, they had like one scene, you know, everybody talked about that one season. They had the one scene, it was a battle scene and it was so dark. Nobody could actually see anything going on. Oh yeah. And, (laughs) and and it was like, they're like, yeah, but that's what it'd be like in real battle. And it's like, yeah, but we couldn't fucking see anything because it was so fucking dark. So they they don't, they don't have dragons and ice giants in real battle. So why does it need to be super dark? Totally. Oh, we want to be realistic with our dragons and ice giants. (laughs) Oh man, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our ice giants need to be the most realistic ice giants there are. Yeah. Come on, man. Really? And that's a good point about dialogue. For instance, like a a Pulp Fiction, you look back at that, it is a brief moments of like extreme violence, but there maybe less than a percent of the whole movie was that. Most of it's just people talking. 
Yeah. And you like it because you're like, that's some witty stuff that they're talking about with that hamburger and all that. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's some fun stuff. And you repeat it because it's so well done. You're like, I mean, you're like, oh yeah, bro, what you da, 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 da. You'll say yeah, lines yeah. from films like that now, 20 something years later. Like I w- watch a film last week and I'm like, I don't remember a single word that was said in that film. No, no. And it's all about the CGI and all the crap. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just think, uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, mm, glad you liked it. Glad you liked it. I, I, I liked it. It unsettled me. I thought it was a, a good movie. I thought it had a, I'm glad it had the balance of like soundtrack and kind of the hip stuff and the dialogue because otherwise that's, that's a rough one. Uh, but yeah, it's very cool. Like good job, Scotland. It's funny how he was like the the whole thing about when the guy's trying to take him out to the, the, the outdoors and they're just like, they're just like, Oh, outdoors. <laughs> like they're drinking their outdoors crap walking around sucks, dude. What are you doing? And I kind of, I, I, I know how that feels because you know, I, we're, we're from the great Pacific Northwest. So everybody thinks like I'm a super outdoorsy guy. I go hiking every day, but I, I, I'm not like, I go, like my son takes me out hiking. I'm like, Oh, look trees. I haven't seen those in like 40 years, you know? And so I felt that dude, when they're like, when they're just like, holy smokes. Um, hold on. We got to pause. Jaden. Right. So you're messing up my podcast. Really gotta, you're messing up. Say hi to Milo, dude. Thanks for messing up my podcast. So, so here's the thing, bro. I said, you're just talking. give me an hour to podcast. I really right? need to go. Just give me an hour. I need to go. All right. Hey, where are you going anyway? I'm I'm going out to pick up my books. Does he want to come on the podcast and read them too? Be oh, smart. Hey, stay off drugs. What? Don't do heroin. I'm not gonna do any. Of Don't that. do heroin, dude. All right, hello. What? What was I even talking about? <laughs> the trees and how much you hate trees. The trees, like he's gonna go out. I just like I how your problem. son's just trying to come and he's like, dude, I just need something off the desk, dad. And you're like, fuck off, son. I'm doing a podcast here. <laughs> I can't step well, away from this shit. We're talking about train spotting. Get the fuck out of here. And he's like, I just need, I got to go buy some books for school so I can educate myself. I just need my thing off the desk. Get the fuck out of here, son. Well, I'm talking, so, about, I'm talking t- about how much trees suck. <laughs> my podcast. <laughs> That's totally out of context, though. <laughs> Cause I told him, I, I told him before I started, I'm going to podcast in here. Do you need anything from in here? No, you know, the typical teenager, I'm not going to think ahead. And then he's, then he's, he's, and he's down there. He's like squatting, like some little crazy oh, monkey. See, so he was trying not to be on screen, even though we don't actually use any of the video. That was nice of him. <laughs> he, he really could have just walked in from behind you, grabbed it and walked out because yeah. we wouldn't have heard him. It doesn't matter uh-huh. if we see him cause we're only doing audio that's true that's true so that was all completely pointless he could have just walked in grabbed it and walked out well then you wouldn't have it have it for your podcast because you're probably going to leave that crap in i think i might (laughs) i think i might (laughs) but yeah i was talking about like i should probably go with him and he's gonna (laughs) like actually hike down and get his book from school and come back but i'm like it's trees you know And and i liked how the guy's like it's shite being scottish I don't even hate, I don't even hate the English. They're wankers, but we're colonized by wankers. We're worse. We can't even find proper people to be colonized by. And I'm like, oh gosh, that is not the William Wallace I know. That's like the anti-Braveheart right there. Oh, totally. (laughs) 
It's like, fuck, we lost. All right. There are bosses, <laughs> you know, so how shitty are we to fucking lose to the British? Uh? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, good movie. Good movie. I liked yeah. I liked it. Um, I probably won't watch it again right. Right, until he turns like maybe 17. And I'll be like, hey, rated, you can do rated R stuff now, right? Yeah. We're going to watch. Here's your PSA. Well, fans, it seems like another episode of the 80s and 90s Uncensored has come to an end. If you have not seen Train Spotting yet, we highly recommend you should. And if you are a student of the 80s and 90s, you should have. But if not, do it now. You can follow us on the 80s and 90s.com, Twitter, or visit the 80s and 90s.com, the website. And until next time, we are out of here like two suppositories shoved up human McGregor's ass. Goodbye. It totally worked. He got him back, though. He got him back. 